The College Game Day podcast is presented by Old Dominion Freight Line, helping the world keep promises. Hail to the conquering heroes, the victors valiant. Hail to Michigan, champions not only of the West, but of the nation for the first time since 1997. This is College Game Day podcast from the middle of the field, NRG Stadium in Houston. Reese Davis and Pete Thamel with you where the Wolverines Pulled away from Washington in the fourth quarter and won it 34-13. to 13. Washington had a chance in this game, Pete, mm-hmm. but much like the Rose Bowl, had Washington somehow rallied to win this game, it would have been grand larceny. Yes. Because Michigan, to me, appeared to be the strongest, the better team, really from the early going when they dominated early on with the running game. It was a dichotomy because Michigan dominated, but Washington had chances. Mm-hmm. And there were a handful of them late second quarter and then going in through the whole third quarter almost was it was almost like they they exchanged punts and there was I think that that Will Nixon drop I think there was just Mm -hmm. some small things that if they flip the momentum of the game potentially uh, potentially flips but I really think when I look back at this game five years from now Reese a, a metric we often use I think I'll think about Kenneth Grant just dumping the the Washington guard and sacking Penix like mm-hmm. there were just some physical mismatches Michigan had better players that you know the caliber maybe that that Washington hadn't seen this year and they physically overpowered them so some of the ways the early runs by Edwards were blocked it mm-hmm. was just clearly sheer mass moving mass Donovan Edwards too one of the things that we had anticipated in the preseason was a one-two punch at running back yeah. and for most of the year Edwards who is an explosive talent has been in the witness protection program yes. I mean he had fewer than 400 yards rushing on the season he scored three touchdowns all year he didn't have a run I don't think longer than 22 yards all yeah. season this uh, this from a guy who went 75 sure. and 85 yeah. against Ohio State mm-hmm. in the shoe last year yet those two electrifying runs, well blocked. Safeties probably didn't play the second level the way yeah. they should have. Fine. He got out and gone. Vapor yeah. trail. And then Corum also had explosive mm-hmm. runs. The one thing that Michigan hadn't done effectively, really over the course of the entire season, get explosive yeah. plays. Great they got them, mostly in the running yeah. game. And then when they really needed one in the fourth quarter, J.J. McCarthy, uh, McCarthy hit Colston Loveland, and he went for 41 to set him up for a score that really put the game away. Yeah, so I just came back from the Washington locker room. I asked Chuck Morrell, the defensive coordinator, you know, early on, you know, what, what he thought. Was it more physics or was it more scheme? And he said his guys were just a little overamped, and it caused him to misfit things. So as much as they made some small adjustments to really gum up Michigan's offense, he really said he just calmed his players down mm-hmm. and, and kind of got them. And you, you'll see that in big games and big stages for teams that aren't as a accustomed to, uh, to to being there. But, yeah, I mean, Donovan Edwards, all offseason, early on, NFL scouts were drooling over him after the performance he had in Columbus, and it just hadn't hit for him for some reason mm-hmm. this year. And maybe some of it was Michigan's O-line was very good, but not elite as it had been the two previous years. Opportunities weren't there as much. Quorum actually caught a few more balls this year maybe mm-hmm. than in the past, because that was how they used him. He was a versatile mm-hmm. pass catcher. But, oh, boy, did he show up tonight. I thought they should give him more carries. I mean, at a certain point, the guy's averaging 40 yards a clip. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. In, in fact, late in the first half when they gave up a score and Washington mm-hmm. sort of got back on the cusp of the game, I was like, where's the Penn State game plan? Run it yeah. 32 times in a row. Sure. Just, just run the ball. This National Championship Review is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Michigan's 15-0, and I've already been asked this question hmm. twice, and I'd like to pose it to you. Sure. 
Given the suspensions, mm -hmm. given the ongoing NCAA investigation, which has not yet been closed, uh, given the fact that you know there was a sportsmanship issue and a, a sign-stealing scandal and all of that, how do you think that will attach itself historically to this Michigan championship? Well, I think in the moment, I would say it's the most Jim Harbaugh championship ever. Dominant, messy, awkward, just like Jim himself. His personality <laughs> is such <laughs> that it's almost the most fitting Jim Harbaugh championship. And the question we're going to start asking tomorrow, and really we've been asking for six weeks, is does he stay to help rebuild this thing? Because they will not be what they were next year, this year. They're just not going to be. The personnel mm -hmm. isn't there. He's recruited well. Look, they've developed well. Ben Herbert, their strength coach, is the best strength coach in the country. And I really think he's been the key to this. It's just hard to replenish the 17-ish guys who could end up uh, who could end up going. Historically, if you look back, like when you look back at Cam Newton's Auburn year, like right. you don't you it, think it about him away. winning it. Yeah, you think about yeah. him winning in Alabama and coming back. Right. You don't think about it as much. Uh, this one will linger into next year, just because if Jim does come back, there'll be mm -hmm. a suspension. How long we don't know because you can't predict what the NCAA will do. But it's almost certain he will be suspended to start the year. And then where that goes is dependent on really the two investigations, mm -hmm. the recruiting one that has to close, and then the Stallions one where he has the he faces potential exposure to a level one violation for head coach responsibility. Mm -hmm. So we won't bore people with the penalty matrix tonight, Reese, because right, there's confetti no. at our toes. Yeah. But it it is never simple with Jim Harbaugh, and it will be complicated, at least in the near term going forward, if he decides to come back to Michigan. I really think the only reason people will think of it to use your frame five years from now is if they don't like Michigan. You know, yeah, they're, they're rival fans, uh, fans that want to get at them, you know, on message boards or on X, which I, surprisingly, I don't know if you know this, sometimes people are uncivil on social media. You don't so, say. Yeah. <laughs> so Can you if, give me some examples? Yeah, I've never experienced well, that. <laughs> just, read, just read my timeline, which I, yeah, I'm blissfully unaware of because I no longer look at it, at least really. But um, I will say I do think that it will only be that. It will yeah. only be a subset someplace. You know, if they have to pay a penalty, so what? Because this team on the field is very good. Proved to be elite. And they they were unified. They were, you know, I hate the word connected, not because I hate the word, but because it gets overused. But there was a there was a unity apparently on this team that you don't always see and particularly in this era when so many players are being pulled in different directions hey you can get some more snaps here get you more money over there uh, get you featured in a different kind of offense at this place and yet they were committed to coming back and finishing business as Blake Corum told me on the trophy stand you know Unfinished business, business concluded. <laughs> and, and the business was concluded for Michigan tonight. I think the on-field, what I'll remember, is just this was a team of numbing efficiency. Uh, no turnovers tonight, correct? No. No? Yeah. I mean, just they, they have that great stat where they had the least amount of plays of zero or negative yards. Right, yeah. This team just kept pushing forward recently, kept mm -hmm. pushing forward. And here they are. They've, they've pushed it to the point where we're, uh, we've got blue national championship <laughs> ribbon around us now. Yeah. And uh, all credit goes to Jim Harbaugh. You know, he talks about that linear focus and looking ahead. And th th this team never flinched. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Best in Game is brought to you by Old Dominion Freight Line, helping the world keep promises, and I guess keeping promises is what the Wolverines were able to do. Um, you know, you, you look at, at Corum, I don't know what the future holds for him in the NFL. Probably yeah. there's a spot for a guy like sure. that. But in terms of being, um, you know, to have a moment on a college stage, moments, the way he did in the Rose Bowl, and another, another one, a couple of them here tonight, going over 100 yards, he and Donovan Edwards, the first pair of backs in a national championship game to go over 100 yards since uh, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson did it against Texas. And, you know, that, a lot of that is because the game's changed and everybody throws it around a lot. And we were talking earlier on SportsCenter about, you know, if you commit to it and you recruit to it and you believe in it, you can still win the hardball way. Yes, you uh, can. Running the football, playing defense, being physical, continuing to do it when you think you shouldn't or when others think you shouldn't. And it has paid off because he, he switched that identity, really. I don't mean to cast dispersions at, you know, at Josh Gaddis. When they came in, there was this thought, well, we need to catch up with everybody. We need to spread the field. We need to get a quarterback Tempo, and pitch it out. And, yeah. Yeah, and go fast and run a bunch of plays. And it didn't really work for them. No. And he went back to what he believes in which is really yeah. the key to life. Sure. And uh, he, he believes in this, and it's paid off, and it's made him a champion. And I think this has made Michigan this greatest, the greatest Michigan team ever. And it was also vitally important because they have a history of failure sure. on these stages. And to not let this opportunity slip away, to plant that flag, we're not just a program that has won for over a century. We are a championship-level elite program was really important for them tonight. Yeah, no, I think historically for Michigan, this will go down as one of their greatest teams. I, I can't talk about the teams in world, one of the world wars or whatever, but in, in my lifetime, and I would assume in your lifetime, this is going to be the team that everyone remembers. For sure. Just for the just for the, the sheer wire-to-wire -wire dominance that, that, that they put forth. And look, you know, talk about a, a, a flurry of slaves, right? You have uh, Ohio State to finish the season at home. You, you pick them off on the final drive. They beat Iowa, obviously, in that Big Ten championship. And then you go beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl, and then you win on this stage against Washington. It, it's, it's an impressive flourish that they finished with. Uh, there's no question about that. And so now we'll start turning our attention to the way too early top 25s for next year. Not sure where Michigan is going to sit in that with all the turnover they're going to have and the uncertainty, at least until Jim makes a decision about his future. You've followed this a lot, and I know, as you've pointed out, Jim Harbaugh is as unpredictable as anyone in sports, at least in our, in our sport. <clears throat> what do you think he does? Well, he's a proud guy, right? And he brought his alma mater to the mountaintop. And what faces him ahead is messy. There's no other way to say it. Mm -hmm. You have the leftover suspension from the COVID-19 recruiting violations that's at least going to be two games, could be more. Um, you have 
them battling with the NCA really as that that has gone on. And then you have the Salience case, which we've never seen before. So mm-hmm. predicting it is not easy, but the head coach responsibility piece of that is very real. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a different case, Reese, because they had the answers to the test at the beginning. They were they were given the they were given the cheating scandal, mm-hmm. and going to go find it. It's not like they have to go get the information. They already have enough. Mm-hmm. And, and the Big Ten obviously felt that way, which is why they have the suspension. So it would be a very now. Na- Harbaugh, the, the NFL has always been intriguing to him and interesting to him. This isn't the first day Leon. Yeah, with right. It. Um, he really wanted that Vikings job when he went on yeah. signing day and, and, and interviewed for it. And I, I think part of him knew what he had coming back here, and, mm-hmm. and that's why he didn't take the Broncos job when it was available to him last season. So. It will be uh, the Harbaugh watches on as See, we go forward. I I agree with everything you said about Michigan and Messi and coming back. And I, I don't pretend to know Jim well, but I think it's simpler than that. I think it comes down to that near miss in the Super Bowl when he was sure. head coach no, of the you 49ers. Can't, you can't ignore that. And he's won this. And now you know he and Pete Carroll, I think, were the only guys to be in the Super Bowl yep. and international championship game. Now he's won this one yeah. as Carroll did. And now I think that will be too intriguing to him not to give it a try. He's restored it here. He's flirted with the NFL before. He'll never be hotter than he is right at this moment. There are multiple teams willing to put up with his quirks. Yes. I hope he stays because this sport. Nobody's better for content. Right. You need this sport needs compelling, interesting personalities in permanent roles we get them with players coming mm-hmm. through from yeah. time to time we need it from coaches and i hope he stays yeah. because he's good for us and he's good content and i think he's good for college football regardless of all of the other stuff i suspect he goes so yeah. I, I think he'll go to the nfl but we'll we'll see yeah it would be hard to bet against him leaving it, bet. as this bet. bet yeah there you go bet <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry as, this, as the as these as the scenarios have unfolded here i mean we spent weeks talking about potential scenarios right mm-hmm. if he beats ohio state if he makes the playoff if they win and now here we are with the with the confetti at our feet and the the big blue block m's uh de- you know decorating in front of us and behind us it, it does seem like a very natural segue for this so as we wrap this up and turn our attention to the offseason and the NFL draft that you and I will both be working and will mm-hmm. I'll go full scale into basketball and my TV job podcast is going to continue to mostly revolve around college football and the draft and senior bowl trip that you'll be taking as we stand here tonight Houston conclusion of another season uh, final thoughts to, to wrap up Woo. this season I mean been a lot of them. Uh, yeah, it's, it was not boring, Reese, right? It was not. It, <laughs> it was seemed not. about like three seasons worth of things happened in this uh, in this one season, and that's why that's what makes this sport great, right? It is utterly unpredictable, completely ridiculous <laughs> at points, and uh, relentlessly compelling. And here we are. It was a uh, – it was the, the only thing we didn't have is a compelling fourth quarter at the end, but this season <laughs> pretty much gave us everything else. As it pertains to doing this podcast over the course of the season – if I might borrow from the family of the head coach of the national champions, who's got it better than us, nobody. Thanks for listening. Download the College Game Day podcast wherever you like to get them. I would prefer you to subscribe so that you will never miss one. We are wrapping it up from Houston tonight where Michigan, dollar to Bob Eufer, is your national champion. <laughs>